how to be but angry feel infected like we got gangrene please don't let anybody try to change me me just me in the middle of a sea full of faces full of faces some laugh some salivate what's in your alleyway recycling bins or bullet cases it's not equal it's not fair we're different people but we're not scared we ain't never scared to pave a new path make a new street build a new bridge say can you see by the dawn's early light Slaves running songs, words weren't right. Now a new day's coming, the few stays stunning. While the many are handsome, your soul is alive, but they want it for ransom. The bass drumming is the anthem. We step to the heartbeats of our granddaughters and grandsons and rise together. We 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 rise together. By your surroundings, did the walls scream? Universities, or you and I burst the T's, react automatic, and we burst and squeeze and make 9 11 each emergency. Urgency, amber to red, like the turn and leave. Oh, please let the hurt cease. Don't let apathy police the populace. We will march across those stereotypes that were marked for us. The answer's obvious. We switch the consonants and change the sword to words and lick cotton Wake the F up on 11.5 UMFM. We are on Thursdays from 11 a.m. until noon. My name is Christina. I use pronouns she, her. And my name is Karan, and my pronouns are he, him. UMFM 11.5 broadcasts from the University of Manitoba campuses that are located on the stolen, original, ancestral, and occupied lands of Anishinaabe, Cree, Oji Cree, Dakota, Nahiawak, and Dene peoples, and on the homeland of the Metis Nation. 
we must recognize as settlers that the only way of really moving forward towards our notion of reconciliation is by giving land back. Uh, so before we begin the show, I would encourage everyone uh, to realize their settler privilege and, you know, really think about what they're doing to be allies to Indigenous peoples and, you know, work on climate action, work towards Indigenous sovereignty and giving land back, essentially. Absolutely. Thank you so much. So last week, uh, we were able to see Laverne Cox, who came to the University of Manitoba. This is true. Yeah. What so an exciting day. It was an exciting day. So if you folks were listening to our show during Pledgerama, uh, we were giving away tickets to uh, Laverne Cox, who was uh, speaking here at the University of Manitoba. Um, and if you're not familiar, uh, she is a star on Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where I know Sophia her from. Bursette. Yeah, yeah. She played Sophia Bursette. Uh, absolutely incredibly successful woman uh so uh some of our listeners who donated during that episode were able to uh join us and come listen to her speak and we went and saw her speak as well oh so good you know what my favorite part was when she opened uh she was like you know she she was just kind of chatting and then she started talking about her own identities and Mm -hmm. uh, she was like i am this and i'm this and i'm this and then she said I present these to you very proudly because I am not just one thing and neither are you. And that just floored me in the beginning. I was like, well, I got to go home. I can't I can't sit through more of this brilliance. Like I can't do it. I know she spoke. yeah. Yeah. She spoke so much of all of the work that has gone into overcoming like the internalized shame. She spoke all about her upbringing in Alabama. 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 Uh, being a black trans woman from a low lower class background. Mm-hmm. Like she went through it. Yeah. And yeah, like <laughs> and it's like, oh, wow, like she does so much activism. She does this and that. But it's like, you know, the activism that she spoke of was essentially just her survival, how she survived and, you know, had to stick to her true identity. Yeah. And that's what really messed me up a little because, yeah, it was just it was just such a glimpse into the stark reality of people who are further marginalized that, oh, like (laughs) what is what can be activism for me is just survival for you. Literally just survival. Yeah. And yeah. But yeah. it was great. I mean, she sh- she spoke a lot about the concept of shame and uh, so she much. talked about some sort of like therapy that she's getting um, where mm-hmm. and she kind of explained how shame works. She referenced Brene Brown a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it was just overall great on how, uh, you know, she was using kind of. I don't know, science also to explain how oh, yeah. how how instilled homophobia and transphobia and racism can systemically continue to traumatize people. She as, covered a lot of ground. Yeah. Like she discussed intergenerational trauma as well. Yeah. Like yeah. she yeah. Ooh, yeah. It was a lot. But uh, mm-hmm. and then she spoke of uh when she she had all these big dreams about how like what she wanted to do and who she wanted to be and all her future like career goals and dreams mm-hmm. um, and spoke of how when she finally moved away from Alabama, she moved to New York. Oh, yeah. And what I found it very interesting. Uh, she said that she went there 
at the time she was just very gender non-conforming kind of in this like non-binary space as mm-hmm. she was still uh, figuring herself out and she discussed the night the light nightlife culture at that time in mm-hmm. New York in the 90s and this is something that I actually had no idea about uh, basically she would go to nightclubs and uh, the case was that kind of drag queens and gender non-conforming people were actually kind of valued as like you know, the life you, of the yeah, party. Yeah. Like they brought the glamour, they brought the energy and there would be these long lineups for these big clubs, like sometimes two stories, like around the corner, people would be waiting hours and sometimes not even get into these clubs. Mm-hmm. And she said that she would be able to just kind of go up to the front and like, you know, she was visibly gender non-conforming and they would just be like yeah come right on in you're in in. yeah yeah (laughs) she she was talking about how she used that to her advantage by not buying drink tickets (laughs) (laughs) which i was like yes this is how we redistribute the wealth (laughs) (laughs) yes that's exactly how yeah yeah yeah. it was it was really really interesting um yeah and and then christina and i also kind of got to do a small meet and greet after yeah among some other uh so honored to do that yeah and i just want to (laughs) say i will never live this down uh the second i walked up to her she looked at me stopped me and said first of all your briefcase i am such a bag girl (laughs) i love it And I am going to literally save this briefcase for my entire <laughs> life. Uh, it'll be passed down to my grandkids. They're great grandkids. Like, it'll be, well, until climate change, like, you know, just stops oh, you our know, bloodlines. Just, oh, but yeah. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Bleak. Well, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding because it's real and it's going to, you know, ruin everything. Oof. But um, until climate change destroys humanity and everything else that we know, uh, that bag will be my most prized possession i think oh yeah yeah i was it's approved it's it's laverne cox approved yeah yeah she's she yeah uh, uh, no other words the, no other words the bag is perfect yes that's all it, it is. is yeah it yeah is. yeah and so sweet of her to come to winnipeg of all places i know I like know. i don't think she wasn't touring yeah well that's the thing so amsu tried to bring her in february as a part of their centennial speaker series but mm-hmm. then she like slipped outside her apartment and she fell yeah, yeah and she broke foot. her yeah so she <laughs> wasn't able to come but yeah the fact that amsu was able to bring her i was like dang y'all really did it this time i really appreciate that like yeah manitoba is is conservative as hell yeah maybe not so much in the city but of course like rural manitoba is so conservative so we have a lot of instances of people's identities being overlooked and forgotten and just the oppression uh so for her to take us seriously and to take her time out of her incredibly busy life to just share her story with us like yeah I get like I don't know for me this term has been so so good like I have just met so many great people but i was able to meet like two great feminist like queer icons Icons. sarah ahmed and also laverne cox all in one term like i am floored i (laughs) i yeah yeah i'm living my best life yeah Yeah. except i don't think laverne cox is queer i know what you're saying but like i mean yeah 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 activist activist yeah 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 yeah, yeah. got you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was a point where she like made the distinction she's not yeah 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 yeah. yeah. i i was grouping sarah ahmed of course of course yeah yeah yeah. yeah. but yeah just for my feminist and queer self yeah it was a lovely 
lovely, lovely term. And this I was has just been like, a good time for you. I yeah. know. And yeah. then also you met people during the consent culture trip that you went on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah this entire year has been good for me, but... That's great. Yeah, I Surround love it. ourselves in feminist love. I know. I love it so much. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. She kind of finished off her talk telling us a, a little bit more about just kind of her story on her way to success. And it was really just amazing to just hear it. She was She was so real with us. Yeah. Also, I need to bring this up because... <laughs> I was just like, oh, her mind, because she brought up how much she loves Beyonce. And <laughs> she was like, you know, Beyonce said that the best way of revenge is making that paper. And then she said, although I do understand that there is an anti-capitalist critique in there. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that so much. <laughs> but I still love Beyonce. And <laughs> yeah. I was just like. Laverne like said, eat the is. rich. Laverne said, eat the rich. There we go. <laughs> she did. <laughs> yeah, it, was, uh, it, was, it was brilliant. Yeah. I just loved it so much. Yeah. It was a good week. Absolutely. Uh, you know what? It wasn't a good week for. Discussions on. Uh, things. <laughs> things. Yeah. Uh, it was not a good week for Ooh. talking about the poppy. The Remembrance Day yes. poppy. So we yes. know that Remembrance Day just passed, but we just kind of want to do a little debriefing here and talk about the, honestly, the hysteria that ensued over the last week or so. Yeah. And this is in full recognition of the fact that we don't want to give platform to the narratives of fear mongering. All mm -hmm. we're trying to do here is dismantle them as they come because... Uh, yeah, we're not going to sit complicit as people try to bash the LGBT community when, no. you know, really... Literally looking ex for excuses to bash the LGBT like, community. No one said anything about no. this uh, poppy. So yes. let's dive yeah. into it. Let's you, just you explain wanna, what yeah. we're talking you about. You want to talk about what happened? Sure, sure. Uh, so the first thing that I noticed was going on uh, was that all of a sudden there was... A lot of hate in my newsfeed, people complaining about a rainbow poppy. And mm. I'm just like, huh, I haven't heard about anywhere trying to implement a rainbow poppy. I haven't heard about anybody trying to replace the red and black poppy. Um, what's going on here? And they're just like, oh, this is so respectful. How dare you like dishonor those who have fought and given up mm -hmm. their lives and they just saw it as this huge disrespect and I'm just like but but wait like what is this photo that they're sharing and the photo that was attached to this post that was going around this this post that was claiming disrespect it was not even a photo of like a mass producible rainbow poppy it was just a photo of this like five petaled enamel pin and when I did just a little bit of digging, I learned that it was literally just one rainbow poppy from the UK from somebody's like eBay page. And it was just something that they made. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't there was, anyone. <laughs> there was no demand and there was no supply. No. So <laughs> this fake outrage like was really just like demonstrative of how much hatred there still is for the LGBT community. Ooh, yeah. Just on the basis of this like far right dog whistle. Yeah. And, and that's honestly what it is. And th and I'm going to talk about this extensively. Oh, yeah. But here's like we just want to talk about Sierra Bird and K 
Kean Bext, I think is is uh, his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to give him much of a platform here. I'm mm-hmm. not really going to talk about him too much. All you need to know is that he is a far right, uh, quote unquote, journalist <laughs> uh, for, quote unquote, a media outlet <laughs> that's <laughs> that's called Rebel Media. Ah, fun. So, you know, Rebel Media in itself is like a biased out outright right wing fascist meet like you know be like this yeah white supremacist outlet uh, that's yeah. all you need to know yeah, about yeah, it yeah, yeah. um so keen bex actually went around and talked to like these high schoolers and i was like i just wish these high schoolers knew that they were talking to like a white, a supremacist. white supremacist like I, I think that they would have very little things to say to him if mm-hmm. uh they knew but they didn't. Yeah. So, you know, some people talked about it and uh-huh. and, uh, you know, he, he tweeted and this is actually what he said. He said, I spoke with two members of the LGBT community at Stonewall Collegiate. They reject the rainbow poppy and had strong words for the school higher ups for their suspension of Natalie. Nobody wants a rainbow poppy other than straight social justice types with too much free time. No. Okay, that's first of all, that's a weird comment. Straight social justice <laughs> yeah, types. Right. I no. Okay. It's like, uh, I don't know. Anyway, but let's backtrack a little yeah, bit yeah, here. Yeah. So, what happened so, at Stonewall Collegiate? Uh, okay. So, from my perception of what happened was that Sierra Bird, someone who is uh, a student there. No, no, no. She's is a, she not? She no. Sierra Bird is someone who is a member of the Conservative Party of Canada. Ah. And she ran. Um, she she ran f- I, I don't even know what position i don't know if it was provincially federally okay i'm imagining provincially but i don't actually know and i quite frankly don't care enough to yeah uh, you know dig that far deep what matters is she had a big so, old tweet yes so she talked about how in her uh in her niece's school i think these teachers kind of uh imposed rainbow poppies on students yeah there was this whole story some, yeah. yeah and when some students refused to wear it uh, they kind of like suspended the students and things mm-hmm. like that. Whereas what had actually happened was that students created this fake outrage over it and they they, they said some pretty humiliating things um, f- regarding the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so this fake narrative was created and this narrative was then picked up by Rebel Media, mm-hmm. which then gave voice to people who strongly hate queer ways of life and things yep. like that oh yeah essentially essentially that's all you need to know because any article that you will read going forward that is that's the reality and that's what actually happened mm-hmm. in fact after after the end of it all sierra bird tweeted and said yesterday i was told by a re- re- by a Yesterday, I was told by a relative about a scenario regarding the use of rainbow poppies. Since that time, more information has come to light. I regret that my words have been misconstrued. I regret that my post was ill-informed, and I apologize to any who have been hurt as a result. I am and will continue to be a strong supporter of the LGBTQ plus community. Questionable, but okay. In no way did I intend my post to be an attack on the LGBTQ plus community. And I apologize if it was received that way. I am also a staunch supporter of our veterans. Because of that, I believe I may have acted more hastily than I should have. At the time, I believed the information in my posts were accurate. Since that time, I have learned I was wrong. As a result, I will endeavor to ensure the accuracy of the information I send from the platform that has been given to me. 
I will not be commenting on this further. Okay. And in fact, some friends that I know who went to high school with her said that she was known for being a compulsive liar. Oh. And then, you know, when they tweeted out against her, she proceeded to block them. And I was like, mm. this is funny. Okay. Uh, so there's a lot going on yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't surprise me that a compulsive ra- liar would be a part of the Conservative Party of Canada because uh, nope. a yeah. lot of them are uh Compulsive liars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it's it's kind of more of a game to them. It's more of a yeah. say the right thing, do the right thing so that you can gain the power. So of course. Yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. think you're off base for saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this came as no surprise that this is how it panned out. But what we really want to be talking about here is where did this come from and why did it spread so wild, widely and wildly, really, like... wildfire like what what happened here yeah and i think that's something that we want to bring up is that this is very similar to last year when we saw the same fake outrage by right-wing posers who uh you know without really any sort of demand from the queer community brought up this whole notion of a gender non-conforming or gender neutral santa claus yeah same thing Yeah, the exact same thing. There's a few examples of this where basically and, you know, from discussing this rainbow poppy, we can see that they're really grasping at straws. There was actually nothing. There was no imposition, no place, nobody who was trying to convince the country that everybody should be wearing rainbow poppies anywhere. So in a similar way they'll latch on to some idea that somebody heard from somewhere and it'll be completely blown out of proportion it will be perceived as something that the entire the entirety of all left-wingers believe and basically will just be exacerbated and taken as reason to believe that we're all just completely off our rocker and that we're all absolutely insane so there's a few examples of this there's the gender non-conforming santa claus there's the rainbow poppy this time there's so many things and i so many you know things. i can't even and the 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 funny part about all of it is while you look for this post is that in kind of creating this fake outrage they really end up making some good points you know what i mean oh. uh let me let me highlight what i what i mean because i'm no way in shape in no way shape or form really condemning these or, or like you know supporting these right wingers what I'm trying to say is when they brought up the concept of a gender-neutral Santa Claus, I was like, you know what? That'd be kind of cool. That'd be kind of cool to see yeah. a Santa Claus that does not conform to any gender. I'd sure. like that. I'd like a non-binary Santa Claus. When they said rainbow poppies, I was like, you know what? What about all the people that contributed as veterans uh, and were essentially killed after they served in in, in all wars? Uh because they were homosexual like are we you know if you're gonna want to remember and honor all veterans then you should honor all of them not just pick and choose the ones that you want to yes and that is such a good point for several reasons so firstly this is not even the first specific poppy that has ever come out but this one caused quite the particular outrage like there was 
a black poppy for remembering African, black and Caribbean communities contributions. Um, there was a purple poppy to remember animal victims of war. Uh, there's a white poppy uh, used as a symbol of pacifism worn either in place of the red poppy or in addition to the red poppy. Um, I remember reading somewhere that there's a bunch of specific poppies that have been made for sports teams even. Oh, like I there's know that. Yeah. And you know, and I actually have seen a lot of uh, some or not a lot, I guess, but in Winnipeg I've seen some people where poppies that have been beaded together to represent represent indigenous poppies. lives that were lost on the line. Poppies that have I'm gonna redo that. Sure. I've seen a lot of people in Winnipeg where poppies that that have been beaded uh, to represent indigenous people that were either, you know, co-opted to be in wars or willingly went to wars for Canada. Absolutely. Yeah. And I I think that's a great one. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the thing is that, like, why are people unwilling to have a rainbow poppy? Because it's not a it's not not a first. It's, you know, you want to talk about Remembrance Day. You want to talk about honoring all veterans, then you Which, need to realize. Down for it. Yes, yeah. Like, you know, and and I know that, okay, th- uh, it's not my place to st- take a stance on this. I'm going to make this very clear because I have no history with Canada. I have no ancestral history uh, with any, you know, people who may have lost their lives. I, I don't know. Of course. Right? So I don't feel comfortable taking a stance. But what I've heard is that some people, in fact, even reject the poppy because of this uto- like utopian idea of, uh, well, we shouldn't have had any wars in the first place. You know, like people were either willingly or unwillingly contributing to a system that led to the killing of uh, so many people, like millions and millions of people. And Absolutely. Things like that. And that's also a very respectable stance. And I think that that's fine. And I think that everyone's entitled to their, to their own opinion Definitely. because some people are pacifists and some people don't want to, you know, I know to I them, am. Yeah. Yeah. Glorify war. And, and that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. But I think that specifically for people who are wanting to honor these veterans, why do you have a problem with rainbow poppies? We're not talking about bringing uh, <laughs> the gay agenda into war and military and all the great things that this country stands on, uh, on the pillars of freedom. That's not what we're saying at all. No. And, you know, a post was share- shared from uh, England, I think, that was talking about Alan Turing, who was a mathematician, I think, mm-hmm. and a scientist who greatly contributed to, to many things that reduced... Uh, you know, the timeline of the war. Yeah. And um, I'm just going to give a quick trigger warning at this point. I'm going to be talking about uh, homophobia, queer bashing, and suicide. Yeah. Uh, so, folks, if you want to tune out for a second, go right ahead. But he was such a great contributor to war in England uh, in terms of, you know, advancing the British military and mm-hmm, also mm-hmm. reducing the killings of millions of people. Yet, when they found out that he was homosexual, he was castrated, and then later he died by suicide by cyanide poisoning because he was treated so poorly, even though he contributed so much to his own nation. So, you know, when people talk about, like, patriotism and nationalism and all these, like, ideas that, oh, our country first, like, our veterans went to war and things like that, well, if you really want to talk about that, you should be also talking about how your veterans, your own veterans, were treated poorly by your nation. 
and and that's what and that's what upsets me is that great go ahead like you don't want to wear a rainbow poppy that's fine no first of all no one advocated for a rainbow poppy let me just make that clear very nobody clear. nobody advocated for that but even if people did to remember that lgbt veterans were treated poorly what is your problem why don't you just say you hate the queer community and go why don't you do that cran i'm speechless but but isn't it but it's it's just so upsetting to me is because it's just common sense like if people were to just you know get their heads out of their places and crevices <laughs> they would realize that it's really not that hard. i i don't know what do you, what do you think i don't know i'm just going to get angry i i think that you have spoken some truths and i'm just i'm just taking it all in because wow did you ever say it so beautifully and so accurately that's exactly it like no one is trying to enforce the rainbow poppy on everyone i understand that they're remembering the lives and they want it you know the red and black but also what is wrong if one like several people want to wear a rainbow poppy to actually remember like if they actually wanted to there were there there are literally gay veterans yeah and that's the thing is that you know people will be fine uh talking about like veterans what 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 about those veterans that were inherently racist white supremacist uh wanted to kill people things like mm-hmm. that well, what about that like we're still honoring all of them right and no yes. no one is taking away from the fact that we shouldn't be honoring them no literally no one Absolutely. maybe pacifists but uh, but you know people even pacifists <laughs> like we're like you know these people died we have to honor them of yeah, course exactly so no one is trying to erase these voices and these mm-hmm. histories no one is trying to do that but the second an intersectional component of this history gets added suddenly people have such a big problem with it and that's and that's what is really ridiculous about this is because the logic just doesn't flow it doesn't it is not a cohesive thing to do like i just i just don't get it and i don't know i, I it, it, it you're so right and it's this whole sterilized view like the whole thing as soon as i heard about this and i was thinking about my response to this entire situation i was like what is this like what is this taste it's leaving in my mouth and this whole imposition that it always has to be the red and black poppy i'm like okay sure um but it's just this whole upholding tradition and this whole you can't even begin to question this because we need everybody to be the same and i'm like that is remarkably similar to what i hear a lot of from oppressive rhetoric yeah this whole thing that we all need to be the same we all need to honor it in the same way because this is our tradition and this is how we do it and you can't honor it differently because that is so disrespectful and you must hate this country Mm-hmm. So that will lead to really interesting uh, discussions, such as the ones that was brought up by uh, Kian Bax. Yeah, I don't even know how to say his name, and I don't nope. frankly care about it. No, because he's not a real journalist. <laughs> no, no. Uh, so as we mentioned before, like he's this white supremacist uh, man person. Uh, that's it. I'm not gonna give him any credentials. Like, no. Yep. That's fair. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm just going to, you know, like 
this post that I brought up uh, Alan Turing from, it kind of just really concludes this entire debate very well. Mm -hmm. It says, to summarize, rainbow poppies are not a thing. They aren't being sold anywhere aside from a couple of Etsy or eBay stores, and no one is advocating that they should be. But if someone wants to create one and wear it to honor LGBTQ plus veterans like Alan Turing, then God bless them for doing that. If it wasn't for him and his selfless work, the war would have gone much longer, and it's possible your ancestors could have been killed, thus ending your bloodline before you had the opportunity to share your hate-filled memes all over social media in 2019. Pretty wild, hey? We as a society need to be better than this. Wow. That post is an excellent summarization of how I feel about this whole situation. I, I agree entirely. It's beautifully said. Yeah, and <laughs> I really don't want to give this conversation more time because I'm just tired of it. Yeah, the whole rainbow poppy thing. Like, I just, every time somebody asked me about it this week, I just had to, like, head desk. <laughs> I, <laughs> but seriously, you know, I actually, I do want to kind of discuss a little bit more about kind of um, this, you know, this phenomenon of, like, the rage fuel and, like, the fake news. Like, I do kind of... Yeah. want to make a point about that. So like, yeah, I'm done talking about the rainbow poppy. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, as always, we know that there's fake news on the internet. Mm -hmm. So before you jump on a bandwagon and get extremely angry about something, be sure that you're responding to an actual thing. Yep. Because now, now that this whole thing has blown over, uh, there's a lot of posts that are going around that are basically like, were you outraged by the rainbow poppy? Well, you've been duped by fake news. Mm -hmm. And this happens all of the time. Mm -hmm. It's an excuse for, uh, and I'm sure this happens on both sides, um, but it's an excuse for right-wingers to basically latch onto something and further uh, silence the conversation, further just make us seem crazy. Um, and it's, it's, it's a tool. It's an oppressive tool. Yeah, be critical. Be attentive. Like... Yeah, and yeah. you know what? I am actually not done talking about poppies at all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because I do want to talk about Canadian nationalism here. Oh, yeah. Uh, recently on Twitter, there was a video that was being shared, and I'm going to play that video right now uh, just so folks can hear Don Cherry himself uh, perpetuate a very xenophobic message. So here it is. And trigger warning, it's oppressive rhetoric, very upsetting. Downtown Toronto, forget it, downtown Toronto, nobody wears a poppy. And I'm not going to, he says, wait a minute, how about running it for the people that buy them? Now, you go to the small cities, and you know, you, you know those, the rows and rows, you people love, you, you that come here, whatever it is, you love our way of life, you love our milk and honey, at least you could pay a couple of bucks for poppies or something like that. These guys pay for your way of life that you enjoy in Canada. These guys paid the, uh, the biggest price. Anyhow, I'm going to run it again for you great people and good Canadians that bought a poppy. I'm still going to run it. Anyhow, love you for so there you have it, folks. Well, the poppy being used yet again as a dog whistle to harb to you know harbor hate from the far right. There it is. And this is this is an analysis that I really have been wanting to talk about for a while now because let me let me clear 
let me just make this very clear. I am in no way talking about the poppy and what it represents at all anymore. That is not what I am talking about. I respect the poppy. I think it's, you know, honoring the people lives who died. of many people yeah. who died. And, and that's it. I, I respect it. What I am referring to here is the co-optation of the poppy by the uber conservative far right. Again, trying to instill a sense of fear mongering against immigrants to really blame the shortcomings of the country that don't serve or that that, you know, that screw over the middle class people Mm -hmm. so that there is someone to be scapegoated and to be blamed these bad immigrants who don't respect the people of this country, but yet like our milk and honey and our roads and our ways of life and blah, 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 as uh, Mr. Cherry just said himself. So I just want to make that distinction is that it is being, it, it is being used as this dog whistle to garner more hate from the far right because I don't, and I don't know how to explain this more than just the sentence because that's essentially what Don Cherry has done here. If you look at it, he, he you know, he's saying all all you good Canadians. Mm-hmm. In essence, what that means is all you white Canadians yep. who understand that we fought for this country, for this white country, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. And when he's speaking about the immigrants, he says you people who come here. Yeah. Who enjoy our ways of living. Yeah. Who enjoy our roads, our yeah. milk and honey. So this is very othering language. Mm-hmm. It creates a good distinction between what he construes to be good Canadians and what he construes to be bad people. Yep. Uh, and when he says, you people who come here, it becomes very clear that he's referring to immigrants. Now, keep in mind, the immigrants he's referring to are also not just, you know, all immigrants. It's a certain type of immigrants. Oh, definitely. <laughs> You will never see that descendants of white immigrants uh, are targeted for not wearing poppies in Canada. Can confirm. I am a white immigrant and no one has ever said anything xenophobic towards me. Mm -hmm. I have been questioned many times why I am not wearing a poppy. My reasoning for not wearing a poppy is usually because I, A, never knew that that was a thing. (laughs) B, Mm -hmm. uh, don't know if I would be appropriating uh, Canadian culture by doing so. Uh, if people would feel comfortable, I would do it. Uh, however, I myself don't feel that sort of connect to do it. But, you know, I understand that people can be offended by it. But are people offended by it because I'm brown? I yes. <laughs> and the answer usually is yes. So the and that and that's what is frustrating about this whole rainbow poppy, too, is that people don't actually care that the poppy, you know, even if is being painted by the rainbow is being used to honor LGBT veterans. They don't care about honoring the veterans at all. They care about, you know, furthering their own hateful agenda. Yeah. And that is what is upsetting to me is because it's portrayed as, Oh, we care about the veterans, but I don't understand when people will wake up and realize that it is just being used as a political tool of warfare to create hateful narratives and, perpetuate them when are people gonna realize this cran once again i am speechless <laughs> uh, but <laughs> you are speaking so many truths right now <laughs> but but i don't know it's just so frustrating to me because 
Don Cherry doesn't care about veterans. Where even once he, where did he even once mention what veterans did for this country? Mm-hmm. He's talking about our ways of life, his way of life, right? His whiteness, right? He doesn't care what his ancestors did to build this free country. He doesn't care about that. No. He cares that this country remains free for him and his culture to be the only dominant, you know, people and and uh, ways of life. And that's what he wants. Yeah. I don't know. It's I think that it's just being another uh, another tool. It's it's being used as another tool to essentially do the same things that any other far right narratives have been doing, uh, furthering instances of Islamophobia, homophobia, any kinds of phobia, really. Yes. Uh, curb immigration. Essentially, that's what he's calling for. Right. Is yeah. If you can't wear a friggin poppy, then you shouldn't be in this country. And it's like, I don't know. This is such an important analysis and I'm so glad that you're making it. And can we actually just talk briefly? Because I think a lot of people's response maybe to what you just said will be stop making everything so political. Can we talk about that? Veterans are political. Yes. <laughs> Remembrance Day is political. It is. It is and already. It's, it's it's a respectful political thing that we're honoring the lives of people who who died in these in these uh, wars. Like that, that's that's what's political about them. Yes. And I think that it's such a disservice that, like, far-right people do by using this to, to perpetuate further, to their further agenda. agenda. Like, that's what Oof. is disrespectful about it. It is. Is that you don't actually care about these veterans at all. You care about creating fear-mongering again and again and again because... You want society to be a certain way. Exactly. Do we see them honoring the indigenous veterans who, you know, lost nope. their lives in the war? No, ma'am. Nope. Well, if there's no regard for indigenous peoples as a whole, then how is there going to be any regard for indigenous veterans? Exactly. Like, yeah. Come on. Like, and, th- and that's what's frustrating to me is that, you know, I know if things that I'm saying right now, that's why I made it clear many times. I am not talking about what the poppy represents and what it actually is like that's not what i'm talking about at all i'm talking no, about what, what it's it being, being used, used for. for in present day and yeah. that is the what it is being used for is what is disrespectful about it because if people actually gave you know two f's about the people who lost their lives in these wars then this wouldn't even be a point of conversation right now because they would agree that we should be honoring all veterans who lost their lives in these wars period mic drop I, i'm just angry like it's just it's just so frustrating to me. I'm not Canadian. I have no affiliation with Canadian histories. But you know what? I do care about people who lost their lives, be it by, uh, <laughs> you know, being forced by the state to to uh, intervene in uh, places of war. I don't know, like whatever their whatever the history is. I think that it's important to care about the people who did die, and. I do care about the people who died and I think that it's incredibly disrespectful that their remembrance is being used as this tool uh, to create narratives that they might not even be in agreement with if they were alive. So, yeah, there you have it. That's all on poppies. I don't think I want to say the word poppy ever again for this year. So, 
let's save it for the next uh, fear-mongering, uh, infactual thing that comes our way next year that the oh, queer yeah. agenda is aiming to, uh, you know, diversify society and uh, eradicate our values as uh, Canadians. And on that note, we'll be right back. Good morning and welcome back to Wake the F Up on 101.5 UMFM. We're a local feminist radio show. We strive to make an intersectional analysis and we strive to be as anti-colonial as possible. My name is Christina. I use pronouns she, her. And my name is Karan and my pronouns are he, him. And today we just had a conversation all about the controversy surrounding the rainbow poppy and discussions about... uh, the poppy in general, more to the tune of uh, what the symbolization of the poppy is being used for in political rhetoric. So we're kind of switching gears and we want to talk a little bit about uh, the millennial versus boomer. Hey, Christina, you can't say the word boomer. Oh, right. It's a slur. You can't say that on air. Oh, I'm sorry. How dare you? So sorry to Ugh. literally call an entire generation by the thing that they've been calling themselves for but the past. But do you not know that they are the most oppressed generation? <laughs> I can't. I can't do this. <laughs> you can't even finish that sentence. Oh my goodness. Okay, so I think the okay boomer comeback is <laughs> it's it's funny. Like it uh, this is me being petty, but like it's it is funny. Quite funny. Yeah. Um it's not a slur, ladies and gentlemen and distinguished guests. Uh okay boomer is uh is a snappy little comeback and boomer is not a slur. Um mm-hmm. so I have some thoughts on this uh this debate that I kind of want to share with you. So there was this uh Twitter post that was made by a lesbian mothman. I don't know who that is. Anyways, uh, they (laughs) said, Boomer versus millennial discourse. This is controversial, Karen. Boomer versus millennial discourse is no replacement for class analysis. The rich are oppressors, not the elderly. Now, that, uh, I actually agree with that for the most part. Okay. Um... Interestingly, the whole millennial versus boomer thing is actually one of the tools of the oppressor to keep us all from working together. Mm. So it's actually a divisive tool. Hard pills to swallow. Yeah. Yeah. So it we really do have a lot of work to do in terms of intergenerational solidarity um, with the people who are not oppressors okay yeah because my question was going to be aren't the aren't like the majority of the people who are oppressors and that's just my perception from the boomers yes <laughs> absolutely so yeah so i don't know continue yeah. continue oh you yeah have some yeah point. there's yeah. there's a lot of nuance here but yeah, i'm yeah, just yeah. making this point so this is i i'm always reminding myself to kind of check myself a little bit not to assume that just because somebody is older than me right that they of course yeah yeah totally so um uh somebody uh tweeted back i don't know if i'm saying that correctly i'm not oh twitter savvy God. okay boomer yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> Uh, someone by the Twitter handle Kiva Bay responded. Uh, they said, the reason there are so many conservative boomers is the poor ones die sooner. Ooh. More hard pill- pills to swallow. 
Ooh, that was hard. Yep, and Kiva Bay went on. Uh, They said, this isn't even a joke. If you want to know why an older generation seems like a bunch of tough, uh, rich uh, words, uh, it's because more of the (laughs) wealth... It's because more of the wealthy than the poor survived. And then they went on. Think of how many boomers we lost to poverty, ableism, the AIDS crisis, racist violence, and murder. Oh, God. Hard pills to swallow. I. Yeah. 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 That is a, a stark reality. So. like that. As much as. The <laughs> you're making right now my body is convulsing yeah uh wow so as much as yes we need intergenerational solidarity and we need boomers that are you know fighting the class war with us Mm -hmm. also there is the fact that we do have more boomers that are oppressive because they had the material resources due to their privilege in order to survive (sighs) Yep, so that's the stark reality. Um, oppression literally leads to massive uh, demographic changes as we get into the older generation. I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. It's, wow. Uh, what I, else, like, that is something that is I've there? never thought of. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, it's a harsh reality. Um, but anyways, I don't have any more to say on that, really. Um yeah, except mm-hmm. that boomer is not a slur. That's uh, like, yeah, that's that's an important. <laughs> yeah, one. I can't believe that we even like talked about it for so long. <laughs> yeah, but that is something that I had never considered. Is that that's literally what's happening, mm-hmm. and because of these oppressive boomers, now we are all going to die, uh, because you know the Koch brothers, they're gonna they're they're all dead. Maybe mm-hmm. one of them is alive, and they're literally the cause of like Amazon wildfires and things like that. Yep. And like so much climate change and like wealth disparity and mm-hmm. all yada yada yada. And mm-hmm. uh, because of them, people who are already dead now lived great lives. We are going to die. How do we end this positively? I don't want this episode to just be like, well. Well, sometimes um, as we are part of the, we are oppressed in some facets. It's not our job to make people comfortable with the harsh, uh, harsh reality of the world. Sometimes we just have to learn to sit with it. Well, uh, I'm sorry. Actually, no, I'm not. You're not. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, but yeah, that's all I have to say, really. Well, that was rather unsettling second segment of our show, but that's Definitely. the reality of the world. And I will yeah. just remind you that climate change is real. Yeah. Uh, you know, I saw projections for my home, uh, the new updated projections in Mumbai. Mm-hmm. Um, the old projections showed like on days of high tide, like what it would look like. Uh, the older projections were really okay, but the newer projections, uh, as of like last week, uh, my home is like drowned. So oh. yeah, yeah. By 2050. Yeah. It'll be gone. My home will be gone underwater. Uh, and most everyone that I know from back home, really the, the entire surface is going to be underwater. So, uh, if we're going to be bleak and end the show, then I would like to talk about that. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna see a lot of climate refugees, uh, but maybe because of right-wing politics, we won't see refugees at all because we will force them to die because of actions uh, that could have been prevented. So uh, yeah, yeah, uh, I feel like we could we can spend cry. a lot of time talking about refugees, and maybe that's something that we'll talk about 
on a future episode. Um, but for for now, for that's now, that's all uh, we have for you. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in this week. Be sure to uh, engage with us on our Instagram or our Twitter. They're both Wake the F Up UMFM. If you have any comments or suggestions for future shows, and uh, thank you so much, Kren. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Christina. If anyone has any self care suggestions for me, send them my way, cause I'm gonna need it. Okay. Bye, y'all. Stand up. We shall not be moved except by a child with no socks and shoes. If you got more to give, then you've got to prove. Put your hands up and I'll copy you. Stand up. We shall not be moved except by a woman dying from a loss of food. If you've got more to give, then you've got to prove. Put your hands up and I'll copy you. We still don't understand thunder with lightning flashback to when we didn't fund the damn. Didn't fund the damn levy? No wonder, man. Now a whole damn city's torn asunder, man. Underwater, but we still don't understand. Understand, we see hurricane spills overrun the land through gaps you couldn't fill with a hundred tons of sand. No, we still don't understand. We've seen planes in the windows of buildings crumbled in. We've seen flames sending chills through London, and we've set planes to kill them. And some of them are children, but still we crumble in the building. Underfunded, but we still don't understand. Under God, but we kill like the son of Sam. But if you feel like I feel about the son of man, we will overcome. So stand up, stand up. we shall not be moved. Except by a child with no socks and shoes If you've got more to give, then you've got to prove Put your hands up and I'll copy you and stand up. stand up We shall not be moved Except by a woman dying from a loss of food If you've got more to give, then you've got to prove Put your hands up and I'll copy you I said put your hands up and I'll copy you Put your hands up and I'll copy you If you've got more to give, then you've got to prove Put your hands up and I'll copy you We shall not be moved Except by a child with no socks and shoes Except by a woman dying from a loss of food Except by a freedom fighter bleeding on a cross for you We shall not be moved Except by a system that's rotten through Neglecting the victims and ordering the cops to shoot High treason, now we need a prosecute So stand up, we shall not be moved And we won't fight a war for fossil fuel If time like this, then you wanna plot a coup Put your hands up and I'll copy you Stand up, we shall not be moved Unless we're taking a route we have not pursued So if you've got a dream and a lot to do Put your hands up and I'll copy you I said put your hands up and I'll copy you Put your hands up and I'll copy you If you've got a dream and a lot to do Put your hands up Now shake, shake a Polaroid dream Nightmare negatives develop on the screen We sit back and wait for the government team Criticize they, but who the fuck are we? The people want peace, but the leaders want war Neighbors don't speak, peek through the front door House representatives preach day the core It's time for a leap of faith Once more, put your hands up high if you haven't abandoned Hope that the pen stroke stronger than the cannon Balls to the wall, nose to the grindstone My interrogation techniques leave your mind blown Place your bets, let's speak to the enemy don't let him pretend that we seek blood And who's we anyway, Kinosame? Mighty warlord, wanna be street thug A threat for threat leaves the whole world terrified Blow for blow never settles the score Word for word, it's time we clarify We the people did not want war So stand up, stand up. we shall not be moved Except by a child with no socks and shoes If you've got more to give